0: Hello everyone, I'm Sierra, and I'm Ashley, and this is your weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Hello, people. Hi there, how's it going?
1: just peachy how are you i'm doing just wonderful how's my voice sound i love it
0: okay well you know i'm still sick so
1: yeah well you're getting better
0: for any of those of you that don't know i've been dying
1: you have not been dying that's dramatic
0: okay i've been really sick for it's been a long time how long have i been sick
1: i don't know a long time Couple 16 weeks. years <laughs> okay again dramatic always with the drama No, it's not traumatic.
0: It's true. I've been sick for 16 years. I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease 16 years ago, and it's all downhill from there. (coughs) Okay. No, I'm just joking. I've been sick with... It's honestly probably just allergies. That's what I've decided. Yeah? But, well, yeah, because no one else has gotten it. Just me. It's
1: not true. I was sick all last week.
0: Okay, but I live with four other people. I don't know if you've met them.
1: Oh, I have, actually. Yeah, I've met them a, a few times.
0: None of them have gotten sick well i don't know so i think you and i had something i don't know you and i did not have the same same things
1: yeah or I don't maybe know.
0: or maybe you've caught my allergies i don't know
1: <laughs> are allergies contagious i don't think so
0: i don't think so but for those of you that don't live in the south in the below that mason dixon line i don't even know if it's all of the south i think it's just the carolinas i don't even know but the carolinas the north and the south they really like to do this crazy thing where it's like 30 degrees one day and the next day it's 75
1: and then the next day it's 40.
0: Yeah, and that happens every, like, late February, early March, and then it happens again in October. Something to do with, like, the seasons changing. They don't like it. The states yeah, it's don't like it. Yeah, super annoying. Yeah, so anyway, every time that happens, though, I get this sickness. I don't know. Like, it's something to do with, like, the, the warm weather arises, the, the allergens, but then the cold weather suppresses them again. I don't know what happens, but something to do with that. It makes me sick every single time it
1: happens. Yeah.
0: I can't too. breathe. I hack up my lungs. I lose my voice.
1: Yeah, sounds about right.
0: Like last weekend, I had no voice, which sucked because I went to, you know, winter jam and I had no voice to sing. It was awful.
1: We know how much you love to sing.
0: I do love to sing, especially at a concert where no one can hear me. (laughs) So anyway, it was horrible, but I'm sounding better, I think. I think so. My voice is back. I'm still hacking up my lungs every once in a while, but whatever.
1: It is what it is. You'll edit all those hacking up.
0: I'm not going to cough. I'll just mute my mic. I'm not a freaking rookie, Ash. I'm not a noob.
1: Oh, okay. My bad. My bad.
0: How dare you insult me like that? Anyway, for what you all actually came for, did you just hear me elbow the desk?
1: Yeah.
0: It hurt my elbow really bad. It was yeah, my I funny bone. Own. It was my funny I one. also
1: saw your face looked in
0: pain. <laughs> yeah, because it hurt. Oh, that was painful. Anyway. All right. So what do we have going on? Nothing. Not a thing. Not a single thing is happening. Um. So, yeah. That's all we got for you. Nothing. Do the things. Like the Facebook. Like the Instagram. Follow. Reviews. Reviews. Patreon. Subscribe. Yep. Join that. Patreon.com forward
1: slash weekly dose of Wicked.
0: You know what? I haven't checked in a while, though. I haven't checked our reviews. How are they doing?
1: I don't know. You know I don't check those.
0: I've been so busy lately.
1: <laughs> it's awkward.
0: I still that was us awkward i was trying to go to the show and read the see if there's any new ratings but nope nothing new going on there either we've got eh, 42 ratings that's pretty good you know what though i also would just like to say for anyone who cares do you know this episode right here this is gonna be our 47th episode i know it's pretty crazy. Frickin', I just want to say there's been some bumps along the road. Obviously there's been some times we haven't got the episode out on time. Certain fans have complained about that. <clears throat> Mom and dad. That's
1: it. No one
0: else. <laughs> They're literally the only ones that complain about it. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to thank all of you for your continued support because forty seven episodes, I mean, I That's feel pretty lot. proud of that. I'm That's proud. A lot. For those of you that don't know, which is all of you, most of you, I have a very addictive personality, so I never dreamed it would last this long.
1: No, I th- figured you would have gave up by now. Same. But you know what? You're not going to. I have
0: a really big issue with like getting really um, attached to things for like a minute and then losing interest very quickly. Just like canning. Remember, I was really into canning. Also, sourdough, over that bullshit.
1: You made one loaf.
0: Yeah, my loaf is hideous. It tastes like trash. So again, this is what I do. You never even
1: sent it to me. You never even told me about how loaf Would you like you know? me to
0: go get it in the kitchen? Because it's hideous.
1: I'm sure it's,
0: it's not. Ugliest loaf of bread I've ever seen. But anyway, I have a really big problem with that. I went into canning. What was it, last summer? Yeah. Water bath canning. I bought all of the necessary tools for canning. I canned one batch of jam. Done. Never canned again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was trying to think of all the other things that you have gotten crazy hooked on, but there's just been so many, I can't think of them.
0: Uh, Glittering tumblers. Yeah. I got really You're into glittering in tumblers.
1: I mean, I use my Cricut
0: all the time still. Yeah, so, no, I do not use my Cricut. Like you were. I don't know that I ever really used it that much. I mean, no. I just go through like spurts where I like use my Cricut a ton and then I don't use it. No, but glitter tumblers, though. That was a real, I really was into glitter tumblers there for a hot minute.
1: Yeah, that you were.
0: Or just, yeah, I mean, tumbling anything, really, like, glittering anything that spins. I really liked that little spinny thing to put the cup on. But those are just a pain in the butt. And they're expensive to make. Oh, yeah. What else? Um, There was a little while there when I was knitting hats. Just threw away all that yarn. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things I get addicted to for, like, a minute, and then I just lose complete interest in And I I thought podcasting was going to be one of those things. And here we are.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we're enjoying it, so most days we're enjoying it i don't know most days some days you know it's a lot it's stressful but
0: but then i look at our downloads and i look and see that people are actually listening and it makes it all worth it
1: that's right you guys make it so worth thank it.
0: you if it wasn't for you i would have given up by now
1: all right well without further ado let's jump into it okay do you have any teasers for me no honestly i researched this case a long ago i'm gonna be right there with you here and for it the first time oh okay I don't even really remember what it's about. It's great, Ashley. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I
0: actually find kidding. that happening a lot, though. Like, there's a lot of times when, like, people ask me about, or, like, my friends or whatnot will be behind on episodes, and they'll be like, yeah. And so then this this episode, I was like, I I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, you did the episode. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Let me refresh myself. Give me a minute. <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes I just, we're cramming so much into our brains. Yeah. It's hard to, like, retain the information from that's a lot. I mean, we've researched a lot of episodes.
1: Right, and, like, I researched this case, what, two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. But then since then, I've already researched one and a half more cases. So, right. like, it's gone.
0: Whatever. It'll be fine. So, we'll see. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me what you got.
1: All right. So, on August 23rd, 2006, at 6.30 p.m., Paul Dunsack arrived at his home to feed his pet parrot. You see, he had been staying with his fiancée, Lori, Adamo Garbasi. When he didn't have his kids, he stayed with her. So during that time, he would periodically just go back to his house, take care of things, feed the parrot, whatever he needed to do. It's
0: a sad life for his parrot, just staying there all
1: alone. Well, not all the time, just when he didn't have his kids. He had like 50-50 custody with his wife, or his ex-wife. So the parrot was alone 50% of the time. Sad life for the parrot. Yeah, it is, but anyways. So when he walked into his house... There was a hamburger wrapper in the garbage, which he did not leave there. At the time, he was on the phone with Lori, and he said something to her about it, and she was like, dude, I didn't leave it there either. I don't know what you're talking about. The air conditioning was on full blast, and it shouldn't have been because he wasn't staying there, and he would turn the temperature down when he wasn't there. Or turn the temperature up, wherever side of that you're on.
0: Ah, that's a very heated debate. We're not going to get into that. (laughs)
1: So, anyways, um, whatever you want to go about that.
0: Was it cold? It was October, so it was cold. Yeah. So, he would th- turn the thermostat down. No, what do you mean? I'm confused. Hold on. The heat should have been on.
1: Right. But it wasn't. It was the air conditioning. And it was August. It was not October.
0: Why did I think it was October? I don't know. Oh, well, then in the August, the air should have been
1: on. Yes. Well, either way. He adjusted it so, so that it was. wasn't
0: running. So it wasn't running while it wasn't there. I understand what you're saying. Okay. But yes, so. that is a heated debate of whether you're turning it up or down. You're turning the temperature up, but the fan down. Does that make sense? I feel like yeah. it can go either way. This is, we're not gonna harp on this. Jake and I have this debate all the time, because I ask him to like turn the I'm like, hey, can you turn the air down? And then I go out there and it's on like. 65 but i'm like no that's not what i meant like i meant turn the fan part like i don't want it to come on as often right
1: no i understand what you mean but yeah heated debate there i think it's as
0: heated as like which way the toilet paper goes
1: yes i agree so air conditioning was on full blast and he got kind of annoyed with lori and he was like hey why did you leave it on right and because she had been there earlier that day she was like i didn't leave it on i don't know what you're talking about that's weird Then, on the phone, Lori heard, oh no, no, the parrot screamed, and the line went silent.
0: Did the parrot scream, oh no, no, or... No. No, no, no. Okay.
1: Paul screamed, no, oh no, and then the parrot screamed.
0: Well, because parrots talk, so I wasn't sure if maybe the parrot was screaming the same thing. No.
1: The parrot just said, like, ah! I don't know. I'm assuming that's what it said. Okay. So, she tried to talk to Paul, tried to get his attention, there was nothing... She tried to call his house phone, he didn't answer, so she kept him on her cell phone, and then with her house phone, she called 911. Good plan. Within minutes, the police arrived po- to Paul's house to find him slumped over in the hallway with at least seven gunshot wounds.
0: The seven police- gunshot wounds? That's some overkill right there. Was this his ex-wife? No. Or was it Lori's lover? Neither. Okay.
1: The police searched the house, but the perpetrator had fled the scene, and there was nothing out of the ordinary there. There were no signs of forced entry, no murder weapon, no DNA, no fingerprints, nothing. The scene was pretty clean overall, and the evidence pointed away from robbery, since there was no forced entry. Paul still had that expensive watch on that he always wore, and $300 cash in his wallet. Hmm. And with So it wasn't, seven wasn't a robbery wounds, gone wrong. No, not a robbery gone wrong, which, you know, they always point to first. And then with the fact that he had um seven gunshot wounds, they were thinking this is a pretty um, violent murder with overkill, so that it meant some hatred fueled the murder.
0: I agree. It does seem like overkill and overly violent.
1: So they started with a background on Paul. Paul Dunsack was previously married to Stacey Aitz. They met in 1998 at a pharmaceutical conference. Paul was a pharmaceutical executive, and Stacy was a sales rep. It was instant love. Less than a year later, in nineteen ninety nine, they got married with a very lavish wedding on a yacht in the New York Harbor. Both their families didn't really support the marriage. Paul's family thought Stacy was abrasive and controlling. Stacy's family thought Paul was arrogant and obnoxious. But they didn't really care. They were in love, and that was all they needed. Um, pretty immediately, Stacy got pregnant with a honeymoon baby. And then they soon had another. Paul made over six figures, and they lived in a million-dollar home in Ramsey, New Jersey. Very nice. So, they're doing pretty good. Wish I had a million-dollar home. Yeah, me too. Um, Ramsey, New Jersey was a suburb outside of New York City, about 25 miles away. They built a pretty good life together, and they seemed to be the perfect little family. But this only lasted about four years, and they started to go through a divorce in 2003. There were differing opinions on what caused the divorce. Mm -hmm. Paul's brother says that it was caused by finances. Stacy's dad, Ed Eates, had gone to Paul and asked him to invest in some business opportunities. And, you know, being the good son-in-law he was with lots of money, he did. But unfortunately, they didn't work out and Ed had lost Paul thousands of dollars.
0: Well, that's not good. No, not very good.
1: A short while later, after that, um, Ed asked Paul again to invest, and he said no. Don't blame him. And right around then is when Stacy and Paul started having problems. So his brother seems to think that that is what caused a lot of their issues in their divorce. But Ed, Stacy's dad, says that it had nothing to do with business. The cause of the divorce was because Stacy was no longer a trophy wife. Oh, bullshit. Stacy had some sort of illness that caused half of her face to become paralyzed. And Ed said that Stacy had confided in him and told him that Paul was toxic and controlling.
0: Okay, are we on Stacy's side here or Paul's?
1: I don't know. Whose side are you on?
0: I think I'm on Paul's side because it seems to me the marriage most likely ended due to the fact that the father lost them a ton of money. Yeah. When, I couldn't um, really
1: find a Stacy side of this story, right. so I don't know, but only, you know, everybody else's side of the story. Right. But nonetheless, the divorce was pretty nasty. Uh, Paul had accused Stacy of abusing prescription drugs. Ed ter- turned Paul into the police because Stacy told him that Paul was actually selling prescription drugs, but there was no evidence found to support either of those claims. Stacy and Ed also accused Paul of giving kickbacks to employees and turned Paul into his superiors at work. So that basically ruined Paul's reputation and blacklisted him in his pharmaceutical career that he'd worked so hard to get.
0: Yeah, I would say that that would probably make you a pariah in the pharmaceutical company if you're selling prescription drugs.
1: Well, that and like it says that he was giving like kickbacks to other employees. So, right. Um, because of that, he lost his position as an executive, and he had to go back to working in a drugstore, and he had to take an extreme pay cut. I would imagine so. He went from making six figures to under $100,000 a year.
0: Hmm. Now, was his six figures 100000
1: or was it—I mean, six figures could be a lot of money. Right. I don't know. It sounded like a lot of money, but it could also be 100000 so I don't know. Okay. The divorce was official in January of 2005, but just because their divorce was over, they still had the kids to worry about, so now they had to begin a fight over custody. Paul again said Stacy was abusing drugs and tried to use that to prove that she was an unfit mother. Um, Stacy got a restraining order on Paul, and eventually they got 50-50 custody, but their relationship stayed volatile the whole time. Anytime they were doing trade-offs with the kids, they had to go to the local police station. So not co-parenting well, not No. Not well at all.
0: Well, it's sad for the kids.
1: It is sad for the kids. So within the next couple of years, Paul started to gain control of his life again. He worked his way back up, and he actually became a pharmaceutical executive again. I don't really know what that is, but sounds important. I don't know. I have no idea what a pharmaceutical executive is either, but... But whatever that is, he wanted to be it, and he got his way.
0: It seems to me like he deserved to have his way in that, since it doesn't really seem like he had done anything wrong to lose the position in the first place.
1: No. It was all, like, rumors, it sounds like. No. So he met his fiancée, Lori, and when he um, was murdered, she was actually planning to move into his home. Hmm. Like, the next day. Ooh. Um, Stacy, on the other hand, was on a downward spiral. She wasn't working due to the illness that she had that paralyzed half her face. And she was living off the alimony that she'd gotten from the divorce from Paul. She was falling behind on her house payments, and it seemed like her only option was to move in with her parents. Mm. How old was she at this point? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I guess it
0: doesn't really matter. I just wondered if we know.
1: But her parents lived in Florida. Oh. And the custody agreement they had would not allow her to move out of state since they had 50-50 custody. Well, yeah. So, of course, they questioned Lori.
0: Right. It would make sense. So she did it.
1: Or her dad did it. it might have been her dad. Well, Lori's the fiancé. Oh. The fiancé. I meant Stacy. Right. Well, we're getting there. They questioned Stacy, too, obviously, but... So, first, they questioned Lori. Okay. I apologize. Okay, So, they questioned Lori, the fiance. She told police that she had been to his house earlier that day with a friend because she wanted to show her friend her new house that she would be living in. Makes sense. She was supposed to move in the next day, like I said. So, Mm -hmm. she remembers distinctively that the air was not on when she went there.
0: Uh, What did the air
1: have to do with anything? Like, that's super weird. I don't know, but it's really important. Why? I'm going to get there.
0: Okay. I was thinking the air was on because there was going to be, like, a dead body somewhere. And they Mm -hmm. were trying to keep the body cold or, like, cool it down quicker. So it seemed like the time of death. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he was going to get, like, framed for a murder.
1: No. The air is kind of important.
0: I don't see how. I'm interested to see how. I thought you didn't remember this case at all.
1: Well, it's coming back to me. Okay. (laughs) Um, but anyway, so she remembers distinctively that it was not on when she was there because her friend was like, whoa, it's really hot in here. Can you turn on the air? And she was like, oh, we're only going to be here for a few minutes. Like, I'm not going to do that. No worries. Okay. She also remembers that she saw that wrapper, the hamburger wrapper that he got mad about. I also think that's so weird. Why do you get mad, mad about a rapper? hamburger wrapper? Well, I don't know that was he, he like- really got mad about it. But like, he okay. was like, hey, like, why is there a hamburger wrapper here? And she was like, I don't know. Was he a vegetarian? Was he a vegan? Like... I don't is he care about the hamburger. I don't know. The hamburger wrapper, I don't really think is that big of a deal, but it was in like everything I looked at.
0: I would think nothing of coming home and seeing a hamburger wrapper in my trash can.
1: Well, if you hadn't been there for a week,
0: I would never not be at my house for a week though, so I'm not can relate to that. I mean, I would <laughs> never. I don't have anywhere else to go.
1: Okay, but if you weren't home for a week and there was a hamburger wrapper in your trash can, that might be weird.
0: I would just assume it was there from before I left.
1: Well, he distinctively remembers it was not. Okay. So anyways, she also remembers that the furnace door was shut, which was very unusual. Mm-hmm. And one of the bathroom doors was locked, which was also very unusual.
0: So there was someone in the bathroom?
1: Maybe. But mm-hmm. other than those small little details, nothing really out of the ordinary. Okay. So the question Paul's friends and co-workers and they all told police about how Paul was extremely paranoid leading up to his murder. Oh. Some neighbors told of a time that they were over at his house swimming with their kids, and his pool was set to 100 degrees in the summer, and he just knew someone did it on purpose.
0: I mean, that is awfully warm for a pool.
1: It is. But, I mean...
0: Was that a question, or you were agreeing?
1: No, I'm saying it is, but... The way that you said it was like, it
0: is? Like, that's oh. a weird statement. Yes, I think a 100-degree <laughs> pool is a hot pool.
1: No, I think Especially it is, in the summer.
0: Like,
1: I don't know. He was, like, really, like, upset and paranoid that, like, someone did this to him. But, like, what does a 100-degree pool, like that's not harming you. It's just a little inconvenience so, in
0: So what I think is whoever did this is, like, me.
1: Just trying to cause little inconveniences? Because
0: I'm really bad about that, and you know this. There have been many times in my life where someone has made me mad, and I'm not the type to get, like, stone-cold revenge and go murder someone. I will, however, inconvenience your life with just tiny little inconveniences that you can't even trace back to me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay. That makes sense. They might just be like me, because I am spiteful like that, and I have no problem admitting it. No problem whatsoever. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoy inconveniencing your day a tiny little bit. I do it to my husband as well. When he annoys me... When I'm mad at him, I inconvenience his day ever so slightly because I feel like it's a better revenge than, like, a big show. I don't know.
1: Has anyone told you you're a little crazy?
0: I am fully aware of my level of insanity.
1: Okay, just making sure we're on the same page. Okay.
0: Well, you just know that I am all about that, so I can see. That's uh, brilliant. I mean, brilliant, honestly. Kudos. (laughs) Sat in the pool to 100 <laughs> degrees, I am on board
1: for. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're happy with whoever did this to poor Paul. Okay. His co-worker said that he was really weird when it came to people knowing about where he worked. He had told them all that if you see him in public, don't talk to him. Don't acknowledge him. Ignore him. Okay. One co-worker forgot about that, and she casually just said hi to him when they were at their children's daycare. And at the time, he ignored her. But then the next day at work, he just completely flipped out on her. Oh. He said, like, I told you, never speak to me outside of work. Don't ever do that again. What's wrong with you? And she was like, whoa, I'm so sorry. Like, I forgot. Like, I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. But he was extremely agitated over it. Hmm. His best friend said that he was super paranoid and melodramatic. And he remembers telling Paul that he really thought he should go see a doctor, talk to someone, maybe get some medicine, that he was acting a little crazy.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm interested to see if he's actually crazy, though, or if he had a reason to be paranoid. Because it seems like he may have had a reason to be paranoid.
1: I mean, maybe there was that 100-degree pool in the summer.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's really my favorite kind of, like, revenge, though. <laughs> I know it is. It really is. Like, I really, I love it. It's my fave. Especially because of this right here. Because, like, somebody probably really was messing with him. But, like, everyone just thought he was crazy. Right. that's my favorite. I wonder if that's how that girl felt at that old place I used to work when I let all the air out of her tires.
1: (laughs) You don't need to tell everybody about how crazy you are. I am not ashamed of it in the least bit. (laughs) I know you're not, which is a little scary.
0: Because it was a genius plan.
1: Anyways, he was mostly paranoid about his kids getting taken away from him.
0: Okay, I can see that. I'm extremely paranoid about that as well, and I have absolutely no reason why my children should be taken from me, but, like, I still am always paranoid about that. I don't know why.
1: Yeah, well, he had a reason. Stacy wanted to leave and go to Florida. Right, yeah, I can see that. But I'm just
0: saying, as a parent, I think that's a pretty normal fear to have. Yeah. Or, or maybe I'm just crazy. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I can't speak on that. So they talked to his friends and family, and... Obviously, the first person of interest was the ex-wife, Stacy. As she should be. Or maybe the father, Ed. Maybe. She denied it all, and she had an alibi. She said that that night, around 6.20, she was at an appointment for their son, and that she was at that appointment for about 45 minutes. What kind of appointment was I don't know it? what kind of appointment was at 6.20 at night, but... That's what I just said. I literally said what kind of appointment was it. Oh, I didn't hear that. I don't know. Kind of yeah. weird.
0: I said what kind of appointment was that, because yeah, a 6.20 appointment... Pretty strange. I guess it could be, like, a psychiatrist if it's, like, a therapist, because I used to have marriage counseling at, like, 7 at night.
1: Yeah, maybe. 45 minutes? It's about an hour, but yeah. But whatever type of appointment this was, it was verified. She was really there. Okay. So, her alibi checks out. Okay, then. Um, But during questioning, both Paul's brother and his best friend suggested that they look into Ed Ait's stacy's dad no i can't remember which one it was because i didn't add this in there but one of them were, said he really did it didn't he hmm. so they really thought it was ed to blame i could see why and they also told police that they um kind of felt like ed had a hit list and they were next Ooh,
0: should i they're paranoid
1: just a little were their pools set to 100 degrees there was no mention of it, no.
0: Okay. But I guess it's possible. Was there any other minor inconveniences in their lives?
1: It could have been. It didn't state that. Okay. So the police looked into Ed. They called his house, and his wife, Dottie, answered. Which I love that name. I think it's very cute. Dottie? Yeah. I think it's really we'll cute. We'll agree
0: to disagree on that. If we have any listeners named Dottie, I
1: apologize. <laughs> I think it's like a cute old woman name. It's not like a cute like baby name like baby should have be named dotty but like do you think her name was woman?
0: like legit dotty though or like that was a nickname oh i don't know Dottie's just I, that's a strange name to me but
1: maybe that's just what she went by i just am picturing like a little tiny old lady so dotty said that ed wasn't home he was out of town and she had no way of reaching him he accidentally left his cell phone at home oh that's pretty smart So the next day, she miraculously got a hold of Ed because he called the police station because he heard that they were trying to get a hold of him and told him that he was out of town. He was visiting his elderly mother in Louisiana, Mm. and he had been since Tuesday. Mm. But none of that could be proven because he slept in his car when he stopped. He only paid in cash, and he forgot his cell phone at home.
0: Right. Sounds like the
1: perfect plan for a murder. Sounds like it to me. Okay. So the New Jersey police flew to Florida to question Ed. Not to Florida, to Louisiana. I don't know what I was saying there. <laughs> I can't even leave my laugh in there because it was so full of cough. <laughs> you can laugh again. I don't know that I can fake laugh. <laughs> just leave your coughing laugh in there that was weird <laughs> anyway so he's now the police fly to Louisiana but once they get there he invoked his right to a lawyer and refused to speak to them So smart move okay but that was really rude to have him fly all the way there and then to be like lawyer up it's kind of petty seems like something that a
0: person would do after they say <laughs> you're pulled to 100 degrees <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. I think Ed might be petty like me, but I would not kill someone. No. Not that we know of anyways. That's the whole point of the petty part is so you don't have to resort to murder.
1: Right. Well, maybe his he was over the pettiness it wasn't working for him. But Ed's sister did speak to the police. And she cooperated his timeline. She said that he did get there on Tuesday and he'd been there ever since. And they're just hanging out with their mom. Okay. So they looked into his cell phone records, and it showed that in early August, him and his wife's phone pinged off a cell tower less than one block from Paul's house. Don't touch Which is dun. weird because they live in Florida, and Paul lives in New Jersey.
0: Yes, I did know all of those facts.
1: Okay, well, you know, sometimes you forget, so I'm just helping
0: you. Out. I know I'm doing really good keeping up
1: this time. I'm proud of you. So when they asked Ed about this, he said that he was on a trip up north and he stopped there. On their way, just uh, drove by Paul's house to make sure that just, he was really on vacation like he said he was.
0: That's none of his business. Yeah. That's literally none of his business. It costs zero cents to mind your own business, Ed. Yeah. Whether he was on vacation or not, it's none of your concern. He's not your son-in-law. He has no relation to you. Like, your wife divorced him.
1: Right. So I found that super weird that he cares if he's on vacation. Yeah. Agreed. So, they got court orders for wiretaps on Ed's phones. Ooh. And they heard some conversations. Scandalous! Mm-hmm. Between Ed and his family members, where he was, like, quizzing them and coaching them about his alibi. Oh, okay. To make sure that they said that he got the story straight, that he arrived to their house on Tuesday. Okay. Because if he got there on Tuesday, he couldn't have murdered somebody on Wednesday.
0: Right. But maybe it seems like he didn't get there on Tuesday.
1: Well, maybe not, but so far they're all saying he is. So Right. Okay. So that was good enough for the police. They got a search warrant and they seized his computers, a twenty-two caliber handgun, and ammunition. The type of gun and bullets match what Paul was shot with. And on the search history of Ed's computer, they found some suspicious Googling on the interwebs. Hmm. He'd searched for how to commit the perfect murder. How to pick a lock. And information on gun silencers. There was also purchase history sent to E8s. So that was a good alias he made. They sent a lockpick kit. And a book on gun silencers. When questioned about this, he said that he just Googled those things because he was watching Fox and Friends. And they were talking about how to commit the perfect murder was banned. Apparently it's a book and it was banned. And he wanted to see if it really was. So he Googled about it. And that just got him sucked into a rabbit hole. You know, he was talking about the perfect murder. So then he was looking at gun silencers and lockpicks. It just happened that way.
0: I find it very interesting that there are banned books.
1: Like, in the United States. I don't know. But apparently on Fox and Friends, they said there was.
0: I mean, I just find that interesting. Like, I know that books are banned in other countries, but I I guess I just wasn't aware that there were banned books in the U.S.
1: I have no idea. Hmm. I didn't Google the book about how to get away with the perfect murder, because I don't want anyone looking on my search history. I mean,
0: are they going to? I don't know.
1: You know that's one You're of not my biggest killing fears. Anyone. You know that is one of my biggest fears.
0: I'll look the- it up, Ashley. What's the book? How, How to commit the perfect murder. To commit the perfect murder book, band. Go. I don't know. It says
1: Barnes and Noble has it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Apparently, on Fox and Friends, they were talking about it, and he wanted to see if that was true or not says Barnes & Noble has it. How to Commit
0: the Perfect Murder, Forensic Science Analyzed. It's an 18 and up book.
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Huh. I don't Which know. I guess I
0: just didn't realize that... Um, existed. I don't know that we should have books about how
1: to commit the perfect murder. Right. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know that that existed. I just didn't realize that the U.S. banned books. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he said Barnes & Noble has it, so they didn't ban it. Okay. I wonder... I don't know. I don't know how
0: banned books work. Somebody pitch in and tell us how banned books work. So if you Google up banned books in America, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird is banned. Of Mice and Men is banned. Uh, Of Mice and Men is dad's favorite book. It's not a banned book. I have a copy of it.
1: Well, maybe it's banned now, but it wasn't 10 years ago.
0: Okay. But I think that when a book is banned, what it actually means is it's banned from like the school system. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I don't know that in the U.S. there's any book that you, like, is banned that you can't buy. Yeah, that would make like, sense. Like, there's a bunch of books on here that are listed as, like, ban- it's like, banned books in America. To Kill a Mockingbird, The Catcher in the Rye, The Bluest Eye, The Hate You Give, Of Mice and Men, The Color Purple, Fahrenheit 451, Lord of the Flies. Like, these are all books that I definitely, some I've heard, some I've read and some I've heard. The Giver. The Giver is a banned book. I read that in eighth grade.
1: I've read a lot of those books in school.
0: That's what I'm saying. So I'm wondering if maybe they've been banned in school, and that's why it's a banned book. Hmm. Right? I feel like those are pretty classic
1: books to be banning. I think it's
0: just about – I think it's just school book. I think they're just banned in school. I don't know that as a a functioning adult, you can't buy any of these books. Like this one right here is um, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Due to the race-based themes, profanity, and explicit content, the book has been regularly banned since its release. In the 2021-2022 school year, it was removed from libraries of or classrooms 17 times. So I think it's from mm. schools. Oh, gotcha. Yeah,
1: because that was like really big. It was made into a movie.
0: Oh, my God. The Lorax has been banned.
1: What? <laughs> oh, yeah. They like are canceling Dr. Seuss, aren't they?
0: I think so. Okay. So I think when a book is actually banned, it doesn't mean that it's like not able to be bought. I think it means it's like banned from
1: schools. Yeah, like that would even, make like, sense.
0: Public, maybe like public libraries or I don't know. I would assume that's what it means. I don't think you can't physically buy the book. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But anyways,
1: so If anyone
0: that- is a banned book master and they know about this, let me know because now I'm intrigued. I've always <laughs> yeah, heard of banned email. books. I just thought that that was like a fake thing. Not in China. Well, I know that, but I meant in the U.S. I didn't realize that like there were banned books in the U.S. But
1: yeah, it would make sense you know. if
0: they're banned from like the public school system or like the public library. Like it, that would make sense. Yeah. But, like, as a free person in the United States, I should be able to buy whatever book I want – whatever book I
1: please. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay, anyways, that was a tangent that was unnecessary. So, um, he says no malicious intent. He just got sucked down a rabbit hole.
0: I can uh, – I think I'm Ed. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I think Ed and I are the same person. Well – I regularly get sucked down rabbit holes that I shouldn't be sucked down. I tr- I ended up in the black freaking – is that what's called? The black web? No, the dark web looking at pictures of that bonus episode we did on the Patreon, remember? Oh, yeah. Awful. And they cut the guy's, you know, yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw actual pictures of that. I never should have went down that rabbit hole. Something <laughs> like-, like that shouldn't even be available on the internet. Yeah, probably not. So I can see that happening because I regularly get sucked down rabbit holes. I- There's many nights where I'm like – doing nothing and all of a sudden I get sucked down a rabbit hole and I'm it's like five o'clock in the morning and I'm like oh crap
1: yeah well good news
0: good news I know every single uh I don't know the word I'm looking for I
1: don't know what word you're looking for either
0: um conspiracy theory I know every single conspiracy conspiracy theory there is to know about uh why we're living in a simulation <laughs> <laughs> you know I regularly fall down that rabbit hole I'm still not totally convinced that we're not living in a simulation
1: yeah, it is a pretty crazy rabbit hole. But anyways, so um, Ed here, he seems good for the crime. The only problem was, the only problem was his loose alibi that he has. Mm-hmm. His family was continuing to keep up that story that he got there on Tuesday. There's That's no the way problem. that he could have killed Paul on Wednesday, except eventually his sister didn't continue the story
0: oh she didn't no she ratted him out
1: she ratted him out she was his main part of his alibi he got to her house on tuesday mm-hmm. and she admitted to the police that she lied because ed asked her to and he didn't mm. actually arrive at her house until thursday Hmm. sounds a little fishy to me ed So, because of this, Ed was arrested on June 12, 2007, and he was charged with first-degree murder, first-degree felony murder, second-degree burglary, second-degree possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose, third-degree possession of a firearm without a permit, and third-degree witness tampering. He was charged with a lot of things. Uh, yeah. And, poor Dottie, she was arrested for hindering apprehension and obstruction of justice. It's not really poor Dottie. She's a criminal as well. She did those things. But I just feel like, I don't know, maybe they're not, but they just sound like they're like a little old people. And they were arrested in front of their grandchildren. It's kind of sad. Whoa. Ed's a
0: cold-blooded murderer. And Dottie is a liar. I
1: know. I know. But still, it's kind of sad. I don't. Why do you always do this? (laughs) Because I have a heart, Sierra. Okay, but we
0: don't feel sorry for murderers, Ashley. Well, I don't, but. You clearly do. Because this is not the first time. When I've had to remind you that the person being arrested is in fact a
1: murderer. Sometimes I just get a little empathetic. You like
0: old people too much.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Anyways, Ed, he sucks. So does Dottie. In your opinion. In my opinion. I actually wrote right here. I thought this was kind of sad. I mean, he is a murderer. But in my opinion, he sucks. (laughs) Okay, good job.
0: (laughs) It's not sad. What's sad is that Paul is dead because Ed killed him. No, that is sad. Yeah.
1: Ed sucks, in my opinion.
0: Ed deserves to be arrested, 100%. Yes, 100%.
1: So during his trial, the defense said that the police never looked into anyone else. They found a neighbor who told the police at the time that he'd seen a green van with a woman in it, and the police never looked into it. They said that he had no physical connection to the crime, that it was all circumstantial. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, most of the case, was circumstantial. Yeah. They tried to prove that it was a robbery or someone Paul didn't know that committed the murder. Well, it wasn't a robbery. Nothing was missing. Right. A g- robbery gone wrong, I guess. But they pretty much disproved that at the very beginning. They were like, nope, not a robbery gone wrong. But they said that it had to be someone that Paul didn't know because he screamed, no, oh, No. And right. if he knew that it was Ed, he would have said, Ugh, Ed, what are you doing here?
0: No, I don't think he would have said that. I would think he would have been like, oh, no, no. What are you doing here? You psychotic old man that turned my pool to 100 degrees. <laughs> you are really harping on that 100 degrees. He probably did it because you said the pool, you said that he came by there in August. Right. So he probably did. He was like, I just wanted to see if he was on vacation. And while I was there, I just mildly inconvenienced him and turned his pool up. <laughs> right. That's what happened.
1: I mean, probably. Not changing.
0: You're not changing my mind on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they said that if it was Ed that was there, he would have said something along the lines of that it was Ed and not just yelled. He would have just yelled I... if it was a stranger, not if it was someone he knew. Which I disagree. I disagree with.
0: I literally yelled, no, oh, no, as I got vomited on earlier by my child, and I know who she is.
1: Right. Right. But their biggest offense they used... Was that Ed was too fat to murder. What? Yep. He was okay. too fat, too ill, too old, too many health problems. He couldn't have done it. Well, it was a gun, so he didn't really need to be, like, agile. No.
0: He literally he could was, have done it sitting in a chair.
1: Right. So he was a 5'8 and 300 pounds. And he had a lot of health problems caused from this obesity, one of which was sleep apnea, which caused chronic fatigue. Okay. So, the theory that they have is that Ed came into his house, turned on the air conditioning on full blast, Mm -hmm. to lure him to the stairs, where he then shot him. Oh, okay. Like, he was hiding in the stairs.
0: So, what if that's not what happened, though? What if, just follow along here okay now what if Ed broke in mm-hmm. to turn the air down mm-hmm. to mildly inconvenience his day because he knew that he was living with his girlfriend so he probably wouldn't be there so he's thinking if i turn the airway down his electric bill is going to be more money than he wants what a little inconvenience <laughs> but then he came home and surprised him so then he had to shoot him
1: i mean i don't know that he had to shoot him but that's possible yeah.
0: I don't think he had to shoot him either, but he could have just brought the gun for protection. It could have just been a mild inconvenience that he was yeah. attempting to go for. He also could have thrown the burger wrapper away, thinking, I'm going to stink up his house while I'm here, too.
1: He, 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 he. Maybe. I think those are very possible. Okay. But they say that he is, um again, his defense says that he is too fat. He has too many health problems. He couldn't have done it. Okay. He has sleep apnea, chronic fatigue. And that he wouldn't have been able to carry out a murder, flee the scene, and drive 21 and a half hours in a 24-hour period. So, they said that it would be very improbable, and it would have been very likely that he would have fallen asleep at the wheel. And the um, prosecutors obviously said, uh, adrenaline, dude. Don't know if you've heard of that. Mm-hmm. But the defense says that the adrenaline only lasts six hours, and then he would have crashed. I think, uh, like, all of that, I mean, murdering somebody, fleeing the scene, driving 21 and a half hours in 24 hours, definitely pushing it, but I think it's possible. Right. Um, I also feel like it's
0: kind of insensitive that they're saying, like, he's too fat to murder someone. I mean, I don't know.
1: I feel like there's plenty of people. I think more that, like, his obesity caused a lot of health problems. Like, he had a so- lot of health problems. He was too ill.
0: I did a little Google search here mm-hmm. and said, like, the heaviest murderer. Okay. And I came up with this guy. His name was Mitchell Edward Roop. And at the time of, um, okay, let's back this up. Okay, so he fatally shot bank tellers, two bank tellers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so he went to the bank and shot these two bank tellers. So he was like, obviously sentenced to the death penalty, but then a judge overturned the death penalty because he decided that he was too heavy to be hung. Okay. So I'm going to go with this was probably in a different country, right? Cause we don't hang people anymore. Right. Mm.
1: Or it was, no, it was in Washington. You
0: know. It really wasn't that long ago though. Oh,
1: uh, well maybe in
0: 1994, does. they overturned the death penalty. This is actually super gross. Okay. So in 1994, they overturned the death penalty because they decided that he was too heavy to be hung. At that time, he was over 425 pounds. Okay. And they know that because that's as high as the scale went. And the judge was concerned that if they executed him by hanging, then he would just become decapitated, which would constitute cruel and unusual punishment. So... I would agree. If he can go into a bank and shoot people, I don't see why. I don't know that the weight has anything to do with anything.
1: No. I feel like that's just
0: super insensitive.
1: I mean, yeah, I agree, but that's what they're gonna say. I to think that
0: here. if I killed someone and my defense was like, you know what our defense is gonna be? You're too fat to commit the murder. I would hire a new
1: lawyer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, think if that's the best defense you can come up with, we have a problem. I mean, I agree. But again, I think it was more of that his obesity had a lot of health problems. He had a lot I of I don't care. Issues. I don't think that my lawyer should bring up my weight at
0: all. I mean for any don't reason. Not. Like, that's so rude. I agree. And I, can like, not hiring- I cannot even imagine hiring. I cannot imagine paying a lawyer to tell the jury I'm fat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. But they thought it was a good idea.
0: What the heck is wrong with these people? I don't know, but. um, It better have been like, no, it wasn't because he hired a lawyer, right? I was going to say it better have been like state appointed attorneys but no he hired this person to no. call him fat
1: yeah. Freaking yeah ridiculous spoiler here it didn't work
0: i didn't figure it would i mean that's a pretty stupid defense that's about oh my gosh it's one of the stupidest defenses we've
1: heard yeah definitely that's why i picked this case because of the defense so stupid you know how much we love stupid defense i mean the case was interesting fine but like it wasn't that interesting but the defense like come on
0: I could see, I, I think the whole, like, oh, it's not possible for him to do all that driving. I mean, that makes more sense to me than, oh,
1: he's just fat. Right. Like, pfft!
0: Yeah. Rude. That is so rude. Okay, anyway. Yeah.
1: So as a final effort, they allowed Ed to take the stand. Horrible idea. As you can imagine, didn't go well. On the stand, he changed his story. Oh, did he? And he said that he um was confused about the day that he arrived in Louisiana. It was Wednesday, not Tuesday. And now he had a witness it was Thursday. to say that. Oh, no, he had a witness now. Okay. That said that he was not there. Or that he got okay. there on Wednesday.
0: Okay, who was so it? So they
1: called this some random person that lived in the sister's neighborhood. Said that he saw him get there at that time.
0: Hmm. They check his bank accounts, make sure he didn't pay him off?
1: I didn't see any of that, now. Okay. I mean, he could have, but... It's awfully weird. Uh, So that was all of his defense. They had nothing else for him. So um, the jury deliberated. They came back with a guilty verdict on all counts. And he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Hmm. He tried to appeal the decision, but it was declined. And he did end up dying of his health conditions in jail in 2020.
0: Well, he was in prison for quite some time. You said it was like 2006, right?
1: Oh, along there sometime. I don't know. Okay. 2007. Okay. 2006 was is when the
0: murder... Okay, the murder happened in 2006, though. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. But, like, okay, all of the evidence was circumstantial, though, correct?
1: Um, It said that the gun matched, but it didn't say, like, it was, like, 100% the murder weapon. The gun used, right? Yeah. The gun... Mm-hmm. The Okay killed paul was the same kind of gun that was in ed's house right right okay. but yeah other than that i mean there was no dna there was no um, fingerprints and really no evidence hmm. i mean there was that lockpick kit that he had bought i mean i have a lockpick kit do you no i made that yeah. up but there wasn't any, also, like, at um, Paul's house, there was not um, any breaking and entering that they could right. find.
0: So it was, I mean, circumstantial at best. Yeah. Did you ever watch, Uh, not watch, you probably did it, Um, The Phantom in the Music Room? It's a play. Musical, no. I guess. So when I was in school, we performed this play. <laughs> musical. Okay. Um, and it just, I don't know why, it just came to me. But um, maybe we should make that mandatory in school so that when these people grow up and they become jurors, they know what circumstantial evidence is. Yeah. Because I don't remember anything of that play except for one catchy little jingle. Sing it. I'm going to right now. I just got to warm up my vocal cords. Please don't do that. Hmm. All right. So it goes a little something like this. It's a little ditty. Ready? Circumstantial evidence is inconclusive evidence. It won't hold up in any court of law. So what? You can't claim to know the truth without the necessary proof. Your logic has some serious flaws. There's more to it,
1: but. Yeah. I mean, clearly not, though. Clearly, circumstantial evidence holds up in court.
0: It shouldn't. But, like, over and over and over again, I'm just shocked at the cases that convict with circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Because I was taught in fourth grade by the (laughs) Phantom in the Music Room that circumstantial evidence does not hold up in court, but that's not the case. No, it's not the case. That's why I'm so shocked. So thank you. Thank you, Mexico Elementary School, for teaching me. Lies. Lies. I mean, it's clearly a blatant lie. I can't be the only one that, like, has that song. It's, like, forever on repeat in my head. I've never heard it before. Oh, I regularly... Sing it. Yeah. As I'm watching my true crime shows, and they're like, the evidence was circumstantial at best. The circumstantial evidence is inconclusive evidence. It won't hold up in any court of law to do. Well, I don't know.
1: They convicted him on circumstantial evidence, and he got life in prison. Yeah. It happens all
0: the time. It's just so crazy to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. So, yeah, that is the uh, murder of Paul Dunsack. Hmm.
0: So are you ready I mean, to go
1: record another episode?
0: Yeah, but according to Google, circumstantial evidence is admissible in court and that a defendant can be convicted based solely on circumstantial evidence. So thank you for the lies that were taught to me in fourth grade by Phantom of the Music Room.
1: Well, we knew that that is the truth.
0: Okay, but that has literally molded my entire mind for my whole life.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's clearly blatant lies.
1: Phantom in the Music Room or whatever you said was not factual
0: well that was the song i recall i don't actually remember anything about what the musical was about but i remember that song (laughs) because i was only in the chorus i was not a good enough actress to be cast a role
1: that's sad so
0: okay what actually happened is me being my normal hard-headed self the music teacher said sierra i know you auditioned for this role would you be willing to take a different role and i said absolutely not it's this role or no role so she (laughs) gave me no role (laughs)
1: That sounds more like it.
0: That's what happened 100%. And then I regretted it when I got no role. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought for sure that ultimatum would give me the role I wanted. And it didn't.
1: Your ultimatums never work. Sometimes they do. That Maybe time it
0: did not. I don't know off the top of my head you put me in the spot. But I'm sure there has been a time when an ultimatum <laughs> has worked. Okay. I'm Whatever sure of say. it. I'm sure of it. Okay. But that is what occurred. Okay. I mean, I was in fourth grade, so when I was like 10? Yeah. And I was yeah. like, no, this is the role I want. I distinctly remember it. She was like, you know, your audition was great. Would you be willing to take a different role? And I was like, absolutely not. I want to be the principal. If I can't be the principal, I don't want a role. And then she was like, okay, then. And then she made me go in the hall, and then they voted, and then I came back, and I didn't get the role. <laughs> so, <laughs> quite sad. I was the understudy for the
1: principal. I do remember that. I remember you being in an understudy.
0: I yeah, it was stupid, and it's a good thing the person that got the position actually showed up, because I didn't even learn the lines.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: And I did that on purpose.
1: Because you're petty.
0: Yes. I was going to mildly inconvenience them.
1: <laughs> By ruining the whole play?
0: That's not mild inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> the principal was a very small role. I wouldn't have ruined the whole play. Okay. They could have just whispered the lines to me from the side stage, like they do on TV all the time. Oh, Okay. Anyway, Alright, well, that was fun. I appreciated that. It wasn't fun to be my about it. It was a murder. It was awful.
1: It was. Horrible. Despicable. Disgusting. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week when we cover a whole new case. What will it be? I don't know.
1: I don't know, but we're getting ready to record a cool bonus episode, so if you want to hear it, join the Patreon. Uh, or
0: they can subscribe with Buzzsprout subscriptions, because I'm going to put it on there, too.
1: Oh. We're
0: going to roll that out. Okay.
1: All right. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at
0: www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked. you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly $3 a month. That's literally 10 cents a day. You can join the Slightly Wicked. After that, we've got the Moderately Wicked for just $5 a month, followed by the Awesomely Wicked for $7 a month. And for those high rollers, big ballers, we have the Extraordinarily Wicked. So head on over, check it out. If you like what you see,
1: join it up. If subscriptions aren't your jam, head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash W-D-O-W
0: where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or, you know, like podcasting equipment, which would probably be a better use of our money. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked. Or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones.
1: Or you can give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked. Or you know what? You could just do both because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to
0: www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com
1: Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly, Weekly Dose, Dose of, of Wicked. Wicked. But um <laughs>